Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 68 of Marty's Illegal Stick, recording here on March 15th, 2022, the Ides of March. Beware of the Ides of March. Um, as you can see, if you're watching on the video stream, we're a little shorthanded. Dom and Jeremy are not here. Uh, no, it wasn't anything to do with our Ides of, Ides of March. They're okay. But uh, as always, I have my trusty sidekick in his studio, because I'm actually home, Uh Dave the Save Warner. What's going on, buddy? I'm lonely. I'm here alone again. This is two podcasts in a row today. I'm just by my house, myself here, staring at an empty chair. Maybe you should change your deodorant. <laughs> there could be that. <laughs> there could be that. You know, or you, this time you guys are the ones that are saying you're not feeling that great and you Jeez, don't want to get know, near right? me. So, you know. Well, hey, you know, we, we want to preserve you. Well, I'm well preserved for my age, let me tell you. (laughs) See, he's already figuring out I provide comic relief. Your your guest has his mind sometimes as well. (laughs) I try. Mr. Dave the Save Warner, how are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Yeah, you ready for this or what? I'm ready for this. All right. This will be a good show. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun because making his return appearance. This is like the third time he's been on the show. We just love having him on. He is the, well, he's an he, angel expert. Or you can't get anybody else. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'll tell you, and this is, a, <laughs> well, I could have just sat here but, with you the whole time, uh, yeah, right? This is true. Yeah. Hey, I carried your butt last time, so. Well, you know, we'll have to talk about that later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, boy, anyways, he is, uh, to me, he is an AHL expert. There is no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, he's the co-host of the Calder Farmstead and AHL podcast, and the only guy that I know that does analytics for the AHL. It's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Sean, did your knowledge a we few did. weeks ago, and I don't want to get too far, because I don't want that rubber band to break just I, yet. I know, so. you know, just the fact that I know the Capitals are up hey. one in their series. I, well, I did that for you. 
Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> losing a little something. You're, you're losing something. Go ahead. <laughs> so, anyways, a few weeks ago, we had Drew Bray on. He came to us live from Annapolis, Maryland, which was an awesome experience because now he's my cousin. And he's a hockey nut, just like, because imagine that. Hockey nut them running in this family, right? Yeah. Insane. So, anyways, he's in town this week. Um, uh, on a sad note, our, our grandmother passed away. But, you know, God bless her. And, you know, she's uh, she's in heaven right now, and that's a great thing. But, anyways, silver lining of the cloud, we've got Drew in town. So, he has decided to come down to the studio to talk to us about what's going on. And we're going to talk some NHL playoffs, some Utica Comets, and, of course... He's going to tell us about a recent experience he had at his house. Oh, yeah, that's great. So, first of all, I'd like to say the only reason that I'm here is because Scott drove me. And <laughs> he drove me all these wacky back roads, one-way streets, turning me all around. So, I would not know the location of the secret back cave where you guys record this thing. This sort of is like Gotham right, City here. It, right. is, it is. It's very secret lair. <laughs> where the heck did Jake go? Yeah, it was all over the place. Oh and I was God. like, where are we? And then we... Go through this gate, and there's a butler, and I switch and just slide down a pole. And, no, 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 uh, no, 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 but um, really, guys, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, I had a great time the first time that I was on, so uh, I hope you guys, you know, I hope you have a good show. Oh, we will. Don't yeah. you worry about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, because actually, the week after the week you were on, you were going to come on the following week because we were doing our playoff preview show. Yeah. But... You became a cause celebre, if you will, yeah, like down in your home. So tell us all yeah. about that. So like I said, it feels like I'm beating a dead horse at this point about it. But uh, after after the story came out. And we NHL. drove over one of those, too. <laughs> after the story came out on NHL.com. A million different podcast places. Uh, that also has all our social media there. And at the very bottom is the link to all of my analytics stuff uh, that just got updated this morning with um, the – Roster updates that came out, as well as uh, updating the Bakersfield series probability, is they're seventy six point six percent after winning game one. <laughs> well, that's a best of three series, I think, right? Yep, they all, all the first round yeah. best of three. So it's a you know, there's no room to slip. No, no, you can't. And I'll tell you, just before we we move on to that, uh, I did put that on our our homepage too on martysillegalstick.com. Because I and I put the link to your first top, the the analytics episode because that helped me so much try to understand some of this. Because I think I've told you before, I mean, as far as like analytics go until listening to some of your stuff, I went plus minus. And that was like the extent of my analytics because I just, you know, I was never good at math, by the way. So that's oh, I think the the fun, the most fun of this season has been seeing everyone try and do the points percentage thing and realizing like, wow, a lot of us are really bad at math. Like (laughs) I'm bad at math, but I pro like I at least understand like how math should work and I program the computer to do it for me. So it doesn't make, you know, three plus two is six kind of mistakes, <laughs> but like the number of people who were like trying to galaxy brain, just points percentage this year was absolutely hilarious. I, and I mean, I was one of them at some points too. So like it, it was definitely a, an adventure this year, but yeah, math is, math is something that's helpful. Uh, you know, when you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, I was so glad when the AHL started putting out those playoff primers every day, just so it was like the cheat sheet. <laughs> like they were useful in some senses, but they were also, I felt like, like there was too much there in some places where they were. Cause like, I didn't like the magic numbers. Cause it's like everything affected it. It wasn't just right. you win X number of games. You get in. It was like, 
all right well uh tucson's to magic number to win you know the the or the entire league is like 108 i'm like wow that <laughs> you just just say no they can't like I, that's kind of why we started doing the the playoff graphs in the first place because it's like i think people really just want to see what are the chances that we make it don't tell me 13 is the number i don't know what that means how like how likely are we and I think that's still a point of contention in Hartford where they saw that they were like 90, 97 point something to make it on the initial graph. And then they just, yeah, man. Oh man. Talk about just dropping off. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> but anyways, let's, uh, let's dive into that North division because I know that's a, a lot of our listeners are uh, waiting with bated breath. Uh, so the, the North division playoffs actually start tonight. Uh, with uh, Belleville and Rochester, they have the best of three play-in series, and they will be pl- the winner of that will be playing the Utica Comets, of course, and the other series is the Laval Rocket versus the Syracuse Crunch. So before we get to the Comets and all that, let's start breaking down a little bit. The uh, let's talk about the Belleville Rochester series first. What do you like? Yeah. Um. Well, I think initially in our preview, I picked Belleville, and that was because we thought Michael Delzada was going to be there, no problem. That's not the case. And that is a very, like that swung things, I think almost 7% in the the model in terms of like, who was the favorite there because Michael Delzato does not belong in the AHL. He is right. legitimately too good. He was like a point per game defenseman for his time in the AHL. Like losing him was a huge loss for Belleville's chances. So now I kind of think I'm swinging back to Rochester, but that series is going to be one that, is very, I think is going to be very close. And it's two teams that play very different styles and are looking to do very different things. But I think too, it's like, it's, it's easier, I think, to dismiss Rochester a little bit because we've thought about like how they've looked kind of down the stretch. But it's like, this is not going to be that same team. This is a Rochester team that got reinforcements from Buffalo, is finally healthy with its, you know, its entire roster it would actually want to have available, available. And I, I think that's going to change a lot of, you know, the way that they're, what they're able to do. And they're going to be able to get back to when they were just, you know, racing teams up and down the ice. And I think that's going to be exciting, but I think it's, I, I think I'm going to s- switch picks from our preview now that uh, Delzato is out and I'm going to pick Rochester, but it's close. Like it's, it's a series that is going to very likely go to three games and be uh, like, I, I could see all three games in double OT, you know, something like that. So it's it's going to be real close. Um, I think our X factor was uh, Philip Gustafson because mm-hmm. he very much seemed to fit the profile for Belleville of a goalie who could just like who is talented, is a good goalie, but you don't really think of as being like one of the best in the league and on the cusp of an NHL stardom, but like someone who fits the profile of he could very much just turn it up a notch, find another gear and carry Belleville through the playoffs. Like, I don't know if uh, you guys watched the Belleville Toronto game that got Rochester into the playoffs, but like Philip Goffs has stole that game for them. And he's had a couple others this season where he's just flat stolen games. So like, I think if Belleville wins, you're going to hear it's because Gustafson was the guy and he just robbed Rochester left, right and center. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Comets fans don't like him very much from April because uh, Belleville beat them convincingly actually twice this, this month. It was Gustafin that was in that for both games, and and he was stellar there too. Uh, you know, I'll yeah. be honest with you, I had Rochester written off when they dropped those the games against Cleveland. I'm like, oh, that's it. They're done, That you know? Yeah. But it's so it, that just tells you just how close that North Division really was all season long. 
And yeah. I'm going to tell you something, getting Peyton Krebs is huge. Right? Like they needed any more help on, on offense. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, but like Krebs, too, is a good 200 foot player. He's not like an offense only player, whereas Jack Quinn is a 90% offense only player. Like right. he plays defense in a very lip service way. And that's OK, because he can score at ridiculous rates. Like I've said for the longest time, I'm like, you can opt out of defense if you can score point per game or better. Or, you know, uh, if you can score uh, six goals in 10 games, like if you can give me that level of offensive production, I really don't care if you play defense. We can find four other guys to play defense for you if you can do that. But like if you can't do that or if you're below that, nope, you got to play defense like that's and Jack Quinn is very much meets that bar. But like Krebs also is an unbelievable player. But like both him and Paterka are 200 foot guys, <laughs> whereas Jack Quinn's like a. 125 foot guy that's, <laughs> that's fine he can do the offensive things they can't and i think that balances out but there are definitely moments where like i've seen him go unplugged controller on an incredibly important back check that led to like a goal and a one goal a game that finished them losing by one it's like okay those moments maybe yeah. just make it look like you pretend <laughs> that you care defensive yeah. zone what's that yeah. <laughs> i'll tell but you like, though Oh, that, sorry, that's been Rochester's biggest problem the whole year is that like they're able to fly up and down the ice, but in their own zone, they they lacked a defensive aspect that was had that kind of lockdown ability. Like they didn't have a defenseman that really played like your traditional stay at home defenseman guy. And then they got Mark Alt at the deadline, which was a yes, it was amazing move. Like that is exactly who they needed. Like or that's exactly the type of player they needed. Like. I still think Mark Alt has something to contribute, but he is definitely on the outside looking in, in terms of, you know, prime of his career. Uh, but I still think he was a, a, like probably the best piece they could have acquired that day. Uh, that's, that's definitely given them somewhat of a lift in the defensive zone, but they still need like Krebs is huge in that aspect is he's going to come back and play defense, but that's been, that's been what's been plagued Rochester all most of the season is their defensive effort. And they also have not gotten great goaltending, but I think, you know, that's a little column A, column B. You know, you can't separate the goalie from the team that plays in front of him. Well, right. They're not getting it right now because they're behind two to nothing, according to Barry. Yeah. Rochester is? Yeah. It, Oof. Oof. Well, there's that goaltending you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it, and uh, uh, Uka and got hurt, like, I think right before the end of the season. So it's like they have Aaron Dell, and Dell is still a viable goalie in this league. Um, and he's played well at times, too, this year. But, like... Yeah, I, if I'm Utica, I'm rooting for Rochester because I feel like they have a better chance of beating Rochester. I think they're the favorite no matter what, uh, whoever they end up playing in the next round. But like, I I would much rather see uh, Rochester if I'm Utica because that's a team where I feel like no matter what happens, we're not out of the game. Whereas like with Gustafson and Belleville and a much more stout defensive structure, if you, you, know, you go down by two against Belleville, you might not get back, whereas you go down by two against Rochester. No, you still have a chance. Right. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Just because of the porous defense that Rochester plays. And, you know, I mean, even if it turns into a track meet, the Comets can certainly have the, the firepower to keep up with Rochester. Uh, you mentioned Philip Gustafson from Belleville. Are there any other players on Belleville that can be a real difference maker, uh, not only in the Rochester series, but going forward as well? Oh, for sure. Igor Sokolov uh, has been yeah. a, a absolute. Really, I really appreciate it. Our uh, our fan base in in DC and 
Cavs fans everywhere is, is absolutely unbelievable. Um, more importantly, um, Kenley's told me about, uh, about your fight with cancer and, uh, man, I just, I just wish you all the best. Um, hopefully we, we can, uh, kick the shit out of this thing and, uh, and send it packing. Um, that's basically it, man. Stay positive, um, which I'm, I'm sure you are and, uh, hope you're getting in some good family time and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get a couple W's for you here soon. And who knows, maybe down the road, uh, the big trophy again. I uh, wish you all the best, man. Uh, keep fighting and uh, go Cats. That is awesome. What a, what a class act, really. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean it, just, it really was. And, you know, he didn't have to come over, you know, during warm-ups. Like, no, you know, not at all. But, but Everybody's screaming for sticks and pucks. And, you know, it, it, and it was just really nice. It really made me feel special. Great. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt. And of course, obviously, he's, he's our Olympic hero too. I mean, yeah. man, the, the guy is just an amazing, amazing on the shootouts. Really. Yeah, yeah. He just passed. He he's now played more games with the Caps than he played with the Blues. You know so, that I was wondering about that. I yeah. was wondering. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Just and passed I, that. And I'll tell you what really speaks volumes is that he must love playing in Washington because if you recall oh. for the expansion draft. He's from Washington State. Yeah. And Everyone he flat out told the Caps, don't put yep. me, I don't want to go there. I mean, that's amazing to not want to go to your home state that's got a brand new team. No, I want to stay 3,000 miles away from him. That's <laughs> yeah, and everyone was talking about him to the crack, and that was the big rumor then. I was terrified. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then the Caps did that thing where they gave him a goalie and then took him back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it was with that expansion draft. I think every general manager in the league was terrified of being made to look bad like they did with Vegas. Yeah. I think that's what it was, to be perfectly and, uh, honest with you. Everybody was just scared. But it was weird how, you know, McPhee with Vegas at the time, he was wheeling and dealing well before the expansion draft. He's trading picks. He's, you know, making deals. Oh, my, I won't touch this guy. I won't touch that guy. And the rumor was with the Kraken that they weren't doing that. No, no, and that's kind of why where they are on the standings, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit to do with it. Just a little. <laughs> but, you know, truthfully, too, I mean, just looking back at that, you can't I don't want to say you can't blame the GMs because I even thought some of those deals were kind of like a panic move type of deal. Yeah. But don't forget, this is the first expansion draft that took place in the salary cap era. Yeah, that's true. Because all the, all the expansion before that happened before the cap. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I think everybody was taking the shit, you know, saying, ah, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, create some cap space for myself. But, man, if yeah. even get back up dressed, then I doubt he's he's going to be a factor. Mandalese, too, like another another goalie I feel like could be could, you know, use the the playoffs here as a, a coming out party for him. Um, if he gets in games, we'll we'll see if they decide to rotate, if they're just going to ride Gustafson. I would ride Gustafson, but, you know, you never know what man whatever he wants. Well, obviously, too, in the three games, you're definitely going with the hot hand. I mean, if you know, yeah. if Gustafson comes comes out and, and does really well against Rochester, there's absolutely no reason that he won't start game two. So let's talk about uh, Laval and Syracuse, two teams that kind of went in the opposite directions uh, yeah, towards the end of the season. It looked like for a while there, Laval was completely on fire. Um you know, we didn't think they were going to catch the Comets, but boy, they were making it interesting for a little while, and then they kind of really kind of got cold. And in their place, the Syracuse Crunch got hotter than a firecracker, and they actually leapfrogged into second place. So now those two teams are facing each other. 
Uh, let's talk about that one. Who do you like there? Oh, that that series is two teams that I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on, and they shouldn't. Like the the I'm I'm I, I like Laval by like the tiniest of margins, and that's strictly because uh, Syracuse sent back Nash. If Syracuse got to keep uh, yeah, Nash, Nash, that that's I, I might stick with. I might take Syracuse in that series over uh, Laval, but like both of those teams are very, very good. Um, and I think that's, it was funny too, cause we called uh, Syracuse getting a turnaround a little bit. Cause when we started digging into their numbers, it was like, they have guys that are very good that are shooting like below 5%. And that's unfathomable. Like I think at one point in the season, Alex Barry Boulay was shooting like 3%. Right. And I remember when I saw that, I'm like, well, that, that can't stay. That will absolutely not last because that kid can rip pucks. And then like in two weeks later, when I checked back in, he'd scored like seven goals in the meantime. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Nailed that one. <laughs> Called it. But like Syracuse is Syracuse and the ball are both two very good teams. Like if I were Utica, I'd be like, I don't want to play either of them. Can we, can we actually let them play Belleville and we'll take another bye in the hopes that like <laughs> game, all they had to do was concuss Sidney Crosby. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. take him out. <laughs> Did you see that hit? I did. It was, it was terrible. I mean, that guy should definitely face supplemental discipline. I mean, it was not going to though. It was. I know that was intentional. And I mean, I get it, man. You know, the Caps. I I hate the Pens more than anyone. <laughs> but I respect Crosby a lot. I mean, I don't like to play against him. But if you watch every shift he's on, that guy gets killed. I mean, cross checks, slashes. I mean, that's what. I mean, that's kind of compensates for. Crosby's talent for people who can't stop him. Right. But, like, you can't, there's lines you can't cross. Like you can't punch a guy in the face. Like that, you know? I think well, it's a little ridiculous. You right. if you're fighting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, good on, good on the Rangers for picking up a big win. But uh, it's, it's really a shame that um, Sid's out of the playoffs. You well, know? not yet. They well, said he's good. They, they, he, they traveled to Pittsburgh today. And he's going to be evaluated by doctors upper in body Pittsburgh. injury, right? Well, it's, it's the head. Everybody yeah, knows it, right? It's a, I love those game and ships too, yeah. right? I mean, come on. It's the head. Just say it, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, as far as the hit goes, you know, if you watch it, and, and of course, it's over and over and over oh, again all over the place. Motion, you cannot, motion, yeah, yeah, yeah. This angle, that angle, blah, 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 blah. For sure. So what they don't talk about is what happened. Truba actually tripped him first. Yes. Right, so yep. that's why he was in that yeah, awkward was, position as it was. Right, right. So I'm. I want to say, and I hope that I'm right, that Truba was intending to hit him when he was upright. straight up, upright, right, yeah. with a shoulder. But because of you know whether he intended to trip him or not, I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying he was had no idea. But when he started, and again, we just talked about it, right? You're playing a, a game that you're yeah. 15, 20 miles an hour at all times. You really can't stop on a dime. So, my problem was, he's got his elbow yeah. out like this. He's got the bow out. Right. But and it's like, come on. You, <laughs> you may not have been inti- intending to hit him in the face, though. I don't like, think he was. That's the difference, right? right. You just want to let him know you're there. You, you give him a little physicality. Right. But, again, sometimes it happens, right? It doesn't go the way you want. But and, still, and, you know, here we, gets hurt. And we talked about it. I mean, contact get, gets made. Yep. But we've also just talked about it, that they want to get headshots out of the game and stuff like that. Now, the part that I found astonishing 
was you can get a four minute penalty for accidentally clipping somebody with your stick right, and having as long as a you little a paper cut. Blood, right. It's a you know so I, I I almost sometimes think it's like old school WWE where they got the yeah. blood capsules in their mouth. Oh, where's the right time? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, is, but, is hockey the only sport where? Blood determines I know. the level of penalty that you get. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's the <laughs> Is he bleeding? Oh, that's four. You know, that's right. Oh, <laughs> you know, if you could have just held it in just a little longer. Because you know? right. <laughs> that's the first thing they do. Like, if they get clipped up high, they're, like, touching every part of their Oh, yeah, they're looking. Anything but, oh. They're looking. <laughs> every time. You got the little razor blade in their glove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They got the little ketchup packs from yeah, the restaurant man. before exactly. the game. Got exactly. them stuffed up their nose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, I mean, that's – but without Sidney Crosby, that Penguins team is an entirely different team. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. For as many, you know, stars as they have, yep. without Sid, it, it's a no-go. Yeah, he holds it together. For because, sure. I mean – and all like a lot of people love Geno Malkin and all that. I'm not a big Geno Malkin Me fan either. myself. I, he's, I think yeah. he's somebody who completely benefited from having Sidney Crosby on his team all those years to take For away sure. all those tough matchups. Yep. Not saying he's not a good player. Yeah, I don't think he has the same but, grind. And you know, if you notice after Crosby left the game and the Rangers started mounting their comeback, hmm. yeah, a buzz. <laughs> yeah, I was like, everybody's looking oh, at their phones. I know. Yeah, right. No, mine's yeah. not buzzing. <laughs> I know. So that was looking for. After they started mounting their comeback. Malkin went and took that stupid penalty that put the Rangers back on the plot, and I think they scored on it. Yeah, and I mean... And it's like, dude, you know, not for nothing, your captain just got taken out with an injury. And I understand the frustration. Yeah. But you keep your head. Yeah. Right? But, now your team's looking to you. Mm-hmm. You still get... You're, you're an alternate, you know? Yeah. Guys are looking to you. you. Lead. And he didn't, you know? And uh, it, it's funny because with the Penguins, I'll take Crosby's line out of the equation, they haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, they're Louis Domingue until third period last night has been carrying. Believe it or not, yep. the AHL goalie yep. has been carrying them. Playing great. The Rangers, on the other hand, right? I mean, I picked the Rangers to win. I figured, oh, they got, they got, they got too much fire. Yep. You know, Shesterkin's having an MVP type season, but with the Rangers, and there's going to be a lot of Ranger fans are going to be really mad at me for saying this, but let's just be completely honest. They live and die on Shesterkin and the power play. Yeah. If those two aren't clicking. They're an average five-on-five five team. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, but, I mean, so the, if the power play is the difference and you don't take penalties, you, it puts you up above. The playoffs are different, though, you know. It's like it's the same thing. Like Sometimes they put the whistles away. Sometimes you get a, done, a ton of power plays. Um, that's That series is new. That series is a yeah. new. It's renewed right now, whereas I thought that the Pens had it easily. After the injury to Crosby, I think it's going to get real interesting real fast. I think, I mean, obviously if Crosby plays – Tomorrow night, he's not. I, I, I would, I bet the farm. He's not. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, the farm, the, the farm, farm. farm. Yeah. Hey. I don't know. I don't, hey. own, I don't own a farm, but I was going to say, <laughs> well, what are you growing on that farm before well, right. we make the bet here? Hold on a second. <laughs> no, no, it could be worth a lot more. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But Sid's with Sid's history of concussions. I mean, he's he's missed a significant that's, amount of time over the years from concussions. Well, that's exactly it, and I and I wonder because I mean he. After that happened, it didn't look like he was affected. I mean, he he wasn't wobbly, right? But he, but, but he you can tell he took a, he just, took a shot. Yeah, I mean, like, there was yeah. no doubt about it. But it was kind of hard to tell if it was, you know, did he get the wind knocked out of him? You know, yeah. what was going on at that particular point? Yeah, I would guess he's going to miss at least one. I mean, he may not miss two, but you know, the report is going to be the same every day. Right, he's day to day upper body yep. injury. And That's here's the thing with with be. concussions: you can't bury that anymore. No, right? Yeah, you really if can't. Some, if somebody and they know they went on with a concussion, they're going to be having a microscope on that. Yeah, for sure. Whereas if somebody's got say like a sore shoulder, 
or you know has a, a hurt knee or something like that, they can kind of play the game a little bit yeah, with that, uh-huh, right? For sure. Whereas like ah, well, it's it's a uh, undisclosed, and you yeah. know, take the whole Bill Belichick school of uh, injury, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be good. I mean, that series has definitely changed. Yeah, I think oh, it's going to, it, it it's certainly really has. It has. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see who steps up for the Penguins. Yeah. Somebody's got to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't see anybody on the roster yeah. who's done anything, you know, all year long that says, uh, yeah, I have, I'm the one to come up and, and take this role. Or maybe not Phil Sid's role, but if uh, Malkin steps up, fill some other buddy, you know, somebody else's role on the second line. Sure. I just I just don't know if I see it. Maybe a former LA King Jeff Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like the energizer, but right. he just keeps playing. I mean that, But playoff experience, man. That's what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And plus there there's reports that Tristan Jari might be coming back. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I so, heard him skating, yeah. I mean, Louis Domingue is the reason, basically, besides Crosby, yeah, that but, they're where they are. I yeah, mean, but I mean, even who knew they were going to get that contribution yeah. from him? But I think you still have to go to Dejari if he is indeed back. You think I mean, so? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, listen, who, but there are some people that would say, no, no, you got to ride the hot goaltender. That's tender. what I say. That's my philosophy. You win, you win. Yeah. <laughs> but, but man, could you imagine the heat that would be on Mike Sullivan and the coaching staff? If they lost If they that, lost and that and they stuck out. with yeah. Domingue and they had their, their all-star goalie sitting on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> you got to dance with, with who brung you. You're <laughs> wrong with your brung, huh? Yep. <laughs> What do you think? Who's going to finish that series out the winner? I want to say the Rangers because I hate the Penguins. So it's a really, I'm a bad, I'm a real bad person to ask that question because, uh, and I'm obviously I'm no fan of the Rangers. I was just going to say, but I would. I mean, I, I don't. Okay, let me rephrase this for okay. you. Okay, let's say the Capitals do pull this out against Florida. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to? Play Who do you in? want? Right. Um, honestly, probably the Pens. Yeah. I mean, to me, and this is one of the reasons that even though I hate the Pens, it was important for me in 2018 that the road to the Capital Stanley Cup went through Pittsburgh. We had to win on the way. I didn't want somebody else to beat them. It was a big monkey off our back to beat them. Right. And I think that that rivalry in the second round of the playoffs, fireworks, man. Yeah. That would be must-see TV. Yeah, it would. It would. And you know what I didn't realize, too, is that at the end of this season, Balkan... Chris Letang and Brian Russ are oh, all unrestricted yeah. free agents. That's, that's, that could be this could be like the last money. dance for them. Yeah, as far as with the Penguins yeah, anyway. Yeah, because I mean, even though I think Letang's thirty five, yeah, I think somebody will still offer him ridiculous money because oh, yeah. he's still playing at a yeah, high level. Yeah, very much so. Produces. Yeah. He's a great defensive defenseman and he's a great puck moving defenseman. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't throw a lot of money at Malkin. That's just me. I, Way too inconsistent. So they will injured though. a lot. You know. Yeah. Uh, Brian Russ is one of those underrated, under the radar guys that, oh, geez, he scored 30 goals again this year. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. look at that. So I think somebody's going to throw some money at him, too. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be extra motivation for Crosby to get back, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. That's, it's going to be good. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, boy, I tell you, I had the Rangers picked. I picked the Rangers in this series. I mean, they have so many but, weapons. But the thing is, though, the reasons that I picked the Rangers, they aren't doing it. Yeah. They aren't. And here's the other thing to think about. You don't think that the Penguins aren't going to be playing with a little extra motivation come right. tomorrow night? Right, yeah. After what just, happened? Yeah, yeah for you sure. You don't? On home ice. Yeah. Okay? Oof. And especially especially if Crosby doesn't play. Yeah. You don't think that that's not going to be a win it for Sid kind of thing? Yeah. Oh. It definitely will. You know, I, I, 
I think it's going to be the Pens now. I, I mean, well, you're I mean obviously, I got, I got to, I got to stick no. with the Ranger pick. All right, but I'm, I'm, I've been thinking this whole time after watching this series. This is going to be the one that sinks me right here. Yeah, there goes my bracket. But here's the thing, right? And this is a, you know, what's a myth in the NHL is the switch flipping. There's no such thing. Yeah. It's not like the Rangers are going to go. Oh, they don't have Sid anymore. Now we're going to do and play the way now we're, we're going to play. Yeah, the, we're, the way we're supposed to play to win. And let me tell you something. I've seen so many Caps teams that thought that there was going to be switch flipping when you got to the playoffs. Yeah, doesn't happen. It's a myth. Yeah. And so I mean, maybe the guy going out gives you confidence, but I don't believe in that switch flipping. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. It, it really is. I'm but, sticking. I'm sticking with the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have to because that's who I picked. I thought we had an earthquake going on here for yeah, a second. Yeah, really. Ugh, give me a break. What is that? <laughs> Guy crossed the street with his little toy car. Oh. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, thought, yeah, I thought we were under attack. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say. Here. We're fine. <laughs> I thought you had a vacuum cleaner going or something. I was like, what is that? Putin's just outside <laughs> the, the door. Sorry, geez, don't say that. Oh, my God. Don't even say that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I tell you, maybe this would be a good time to go to commercial break then. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, well, we uh, why, can... don't we go to, why don't we go to commercial break now, and we'll talk about the rest of the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and the Comets when we come back, and hopefully by then. Uh, well, yeah, yeah they, okay. Are you there? He's gone. I'm there. No, we can go. You want to go? Let's do All it. right, let's do let's it. Go. All right, so let's, let's put up our, um, our cards here from our friends at the Balls Army. And by the way, I think they're going to be here next oh, week. Oh, you want the cards? I want the cards. God. I want the cards. All right. Man. There they are. Oh. All right. Just a few words here from our friends at the Balls Army. This is Josh Amodio's Priceless Inspections. Uh, it's a quality home uh, home inspection service. Uh, you can contact Josh at 315-525-8725 for all of your home inspection needs. And from the Balls Army as well, Mr. Scott Schuster has Epic DJ Service. You can contact him at 315-219-3568 for all your DJ services needs. And let me tell you something. Seeing these guys in action at the Adirondack Bank Center in Section 203 as the Balls Army, you want this guy as your DJ no matter what. That's true. I'm going to tell you right now. Yep. All right. So let's do a little bit of breakaway trivia. We'll go to oh, our commercial scary. break, and then hopefully everything will be calmed down by the time we come back. Okay. All right. Yes. Breakaway trivia. What I want to know is who has played the most playoff games in NHL history? The answer when we come back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes Store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyFunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> oh, do you know I enhanced that just for you? I'm sure you did. And you did such a good job. You know what? As a matter of fact, you did such a good job. It seems like things calmed down around here a little bit. Well, L- a lower. Little bit. Yeah, lower. Yeah, lower. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Lower. Yeah. 
Breakaway trivia. I'll give you guys that question one more time. Who has played the most games or playoff games in NHL history? Dave. So any person we're talking about. Yep, playoff games. I just want to know Human. who's played the most. Human. Is it? Yeah, it's got to be, yeah. Human. Give me a mascot. Uh, Gordy Howe. Good guess. Yeah, that would have been that would that's that would have been what came to my head first. But I know you enough, Scott, that it's not, <laughs> it's not going be to be Gordy Howe. <laughs> um, well, I was going to ask him: Is it a, a big name or somebody that I've never guessed? Well, kind of thing. I, I'm yeah. trying to think of eras and when people's careers were really long. Do you guys want a hint? Uh, sure. Yeah, he's in the intermission show. In the intermission ESPN. show. Okay. Uh, well, I know it's not Paul Bissonnette. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I didn't so say anything about penalty like, minutes in the no. NHL. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky? Nope. Don't, I'm surprised don't, he didn't say that. Don't do that to me. I'm surprised he didn't say that. No. Chris Chelios. Oh, yeah, that oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he played, played forever. for a billion years. Yep. 266 playoff games. And when he you're played. with Detroit, you're in the playoffs. Pretty much. And, yeah, all his career, yeah. yeah. Until you even know, when he went to Chicago, then he went to Chicago, and they were good. Yeah. It's, and even when he was in Montreal, they yep. were good. So, but actually, Dave's Gordy Howgast was pretty good. The only problem with Gordy is when he played, it was the original six era, and they only had a maximum of eight playoff right, games. Yeah, so, you only had eight. it was, that's, but okay. it was still a good so, guess. So. Yeah. so, the format kept me out of it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that yeah. was my first thought yeah. was Gordy. Then I was like, man, no. Yeah, you. yeah basically. Getting so, better. You're getting there. See? And you didn't say Wayne Gretzky. I was amazed by that. <laughs> I did that I was for waiting you. for that. <laughs> you're getting better. That, that rubber band. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to our playoff discussion. And speaking of Gordy, why don't we do a team that, well, in a sort of roundabout play he once played for. Okay, for the Hurricanes. All right, so yeah. it's going to be the Bruins and the Hurricanes, who, as we know, were the Hartford Whalers, who Gordie Howe did at one time indeed play for. So the Canes are up 3-2. to two. They're playing tonight, as a matter of fact, in Boston, Game 6. Bruins' backs are against the wall. I'm going to tell you guys something. This was my upset pick. I had Boston in 7. I really did. I just think Boston was always one of those teams that just seems to find a way to win somehow, some way. But... What I wasn't expecting was them to have all kinds of problems winning on the road like they are. Yeah. It, they go down to Carolina, they get they, blown they get, out. They get buzzsawed. And, you know, I mean, it's really interesting because both of these rosters, Carolina has a decent – their roster has a decent amount of playoff experience, right? Boston's, yeah. Boston's roster has a ton of playoff experience. However, Boston is also much older than the Canes. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not comparing their playoff experiences. I'm just saying they both have some – Enough. Mm-hmm. Boston has more, but they're old. Sure. Right? I mean, they, that's an that. old team. It's been a long season. Uh, it's hard to doubt the ability of Pasta and Marshawn to get it done. Bergeron, I mean, yeah. these are... Taylor Hall's been outstanding. Yes, I, what a great pickup. Yeah. I mean, seriously, from the Devils, that was ridiculous. No, they got him from the Sabres. Oh, that's right. Very I good. forgot about Because he went... Taylor Hall went like, on the NHL tour for a little it, while yeah. there. He <laughs> crawled underneath the boards. Yeah. Just like, so yeah, that was that was a great pickup uh, for Boston. And he's played well for them, um, but I would I'm still picking the Canes in that series. Yeah, I uh, I think I got a little fooled by by Boston's goaltending. To be honest with you, Jeremy Swayman was fantastic as a rookie this season, but this is the playoffs, entirely different, right? And uh, Linus Allmark, I always liked him when he was in Buffalo. Yeah, Linus Allmark never played a playoff game when he was in Buffalo. No, no yeah. offense, Dave, <laughs> but. Dude, I don't. I don't dude, want you to get upset being a Sabres fan. You know why? You know why he's picking on? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he makes 
No, he makes me pick a team at the beginning and show one, you know? Yeah. And so I pick Buffalo. You know, just They're close. Whatever. Yeah, I know. There's nothing you know? wrong with that. Well, I just figure a guy like you, you're always doing research and stuff like that. I figure... Not on hockey. <laughs> well, why not? You can tell me about anything about a space shuttle or satellite sure. orbiting the Earth. I, I did research this morning, as you can see. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, see, yeah. I, it's just we've, we've expanded your horizon so much. And besides that, don't jump on the Sabres, because I'm telling you. They're going to be good in a couple of years. Yeah, well, get enough, but get we're, enough. First we're going to talk picks. about their farm. Get enough first round picks, right? <laughs> yeah. Anybody could. Yeah. I could. I could put a team together. Yeah. Not necessarily. Well, it's, it's a lack of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but no, we're going to talk about the Sabres farm team a little bit later on. But but no. So like I said, I I really thought Boston was going to do something with this series. I thought they were they were going to be my upset pick. I mean, they win tonight. I mean, yeah, they all got a couple wins. Yeah, well, it's it's always the way in the playoffs. Like I'm hoping the same thing for the Caps, right? Right. It's like you get to the point where like, well, if we win tonight, we're we're it's your series is even now. It's uh, you know it's this yeah. number. So yeah, that's yeah. the best thing. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, and you know what's what's really great about this playoff or this playoff season so far, as far as series go, there's only been one blowout oh, series yeah. really. <laughs> Every, every but, other series can still potentially go games or seven games. Yep, yeah. yeah, but we predicted that, didn't we? We said Colorado was going to sweep. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we say that? Well, so you said that. Gee. Remember? I was just, I was just jogging here. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get to that one in a minute. You can hold, hold your gloating in for just a minute, okay? If you can. It's hard. Watch that rubber band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? Does, uh, does Boston have any chance at all of pulling this out? If they win tonight, yeah, of course, all bets are off uh, because it's you know it's all about the big mo, right? It's momentum, right? right. I, um, the Caps coach coached elsewhere, uh, Bruce Boudreau, Gabby. He had this saying that he would say in the locker in the Caps locker room. He said, "There's two things, and they're the exact same thing, but they have different names. There's ruts and grooves. When you're in a groove, you're yeah. rolling, and when you're in a rut." They look the same. Yeah, I like but that. It's really tough to get out. Well, Bruce is quite the uh, yeah. hockey philosopher, and so this is the thing, right? So Boston puts it together two in a row, and then okay, Carolina's like, we got to come out punching, right? Like it's it, it's it, especially in the playoffs because the difference between a rut and a groove is two games, right? Yeah, you get two, you're in a groove. That's true. Right? I, you know what? I I, I like that. I got to remember that. I do have to remember. That. And by the way, I was, I was just checking the notes here real quick. We both picked Boston, Dave, so... I, I'm, okay. I'm sticking with okay, Boston. Okay, no, I'm just saying. I'm just I, saying. I wasn't bad. I had to go through this and see, okay, who, who picked where? We really didn't yeah. deviate too much. Not uh, a lot. There were one or two where we... Yeah, we did that. Well, I guess I think, it's a good thing I wasn't here. I didn't have to make these picks. I oh, just, it was I high pressure, man. Like it was here. high pressure, let me tell you. I was carrying him the whole show. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you should yeah. see. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he was carrying me. Yeah, yeah and sure. Barry's giving us play-by-play here. He says, interesting game with Charlotte and Bridgeport uh, with three minutes left in the first. Charlotte leading five to three. Ooh. Yeah. Really? So. Yeah, Atlantic Division AHL Ooh, battle. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Because, yeah, let's look back here. Uh, we both picked the Rangers, yep. you and I. Yep. I went six. You went You went five. And now, let's see. We're both boss. So now let's, I'll tell you what. This is where we differed. We're going to move on to Tampa Bay and Toronto. Oh. This God. was a series I was looking forward to watching. Yes. And remember, I had said the last time that I was on, I said, you know what? If it's Tampa, because it, it was looking like that was going to be the alignment, was going to be Tampa Bay right. and Toronto. And then um, in the next, like the next, they had like three games in a row, not in a row, but it was like a game and then another. And they were playing each other toward the end of the season quite a bit. And 
Tampa Bay was hanging eight on them, six on them. Like, they were rolling. I'm like, man, maybe I was wrong. These young yeah. kids in Toronto are not going to do it. But the, but it's been a really good series. It's been a really good series. Um, Hart says I want to pick uh, against Tampa Bay because I want the champs out. And um, but, but it's hard to pick against the champs. It's hard to pick against. It's really hard to, like, you know, it's heart versus head, right? You know that you should pick them. They have so much experience. Vaskalevsky's a monster. Their offense is ridiculous. Every weapon in the book. And then you got Victor Hedman on D. I mean, it's, <laughs> right, it's, a, right? it's a, you know, murderer's row. And now, we saw heart versus head on the Kings, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some we should just <laughs> abstain from picking. Hey, listen, be we're going to get to that one, and, and yeah, you I, might be eating some crow there, pal. So, But playing really well. Thank you. But, but these kids in Toronto, man, they, they fly. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the speed. And uh, what's interesting about that is, again, playoff experience versus a team that throughout the regular season could really put up numbers. Uh, I always – Head is always got to be the champs. Yeah. I mean, it's a great series, though. I, I love watching those games. This has been a fantastic series. Now, I went Tampa in seven. Dave went Toronto in six. So he could actually, depending on what happens tonight, yeah. he might actually, you know, get the, the, the ding, Big ding double, bonus yeah. point, right? Um, I You know, I went with Tampa just because, like you said, it's hard to pick against the champs, for oh. starters. And Toronto has yet to prove anything in the playoffs. Yeah. They've yet to do yep. it. I think we referenced uh, Rick Flair last yep. time we talked. You know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Right. And That's they it. ain't beating nobody, you know. <laughs> um, fortunately for Toronto, they didn't have to face Boston again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, kudos to the Maple Leafs. I mean, Austin Matthews has been an animal. Yeah, for sure. An absolute animal. And I mean, Varner's look great, too. Yeah, but sometimes it's really hard to watch Nylander because, you know, sometimes he gets the, you know, they used to make fun of Ovechkin where he's just like cruising, what do they call yeah. it, the diamond over the head. Yep, he's yep. just going. I mean, Nylander does that sometimes. <laughs> I saw a clip last week where the puck is going to the corner. It's a live puck. It's not a nice puck. And um, the Tampa Bay defenseman skates right by him and gets it. He's just coasting yeah. into the puck. I mean, you can see that something's going on in his head. Like, he's thinking, like, where's he going to move the puck? Can I make a big play? Take a hit to make a play. But then he's, he doesn't see the guy. Guy skates right by him, takes the puck. And you're just like, oh, well, dude, it's the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like you're supposed to go after him. But then again, then the other night he has, like, what, two goals? And, yeah. you know, he, he lights no, it up. The, so. skill, the skill is undoubtable. Yeah. You know, if, but if he gets in the right place, but you got to play hard yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I tell you, though, I, I wonder, and especially if the Maple Leafs lose this series, how much longer are they going to put up with John Tavares as far yeah. as not producing? Yeah. For all that money they get. I understand he's the, the local kid. You know, he's from Toronto. He wanted to play for Toronto. He actually took kind of a discount to come to Toronto. Mm -hmm. but man. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I think I think who was really going to be on the hot seat is that young GM. Oh, there. Kyle Dubas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they took a flyer on him as a really young kid. Yeah, and I mean, his resume was decent. I mean, he's been he'd been a GM for like minors for right. like ten years. Well, he's a big analytics guy. Yeah, and here we have it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate analytics at all, but you bring in the young guy if you. If you're not, if your roster's not producing, you're the one that put this together, right? Right. So I think that if, if anyone's job is on the line, it's probably going to be his, right? Um, Tavares, he'll take the heat in the press, sure. But uh, yeah, I think this. Yeah. I think well, this is, yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? You can't trade that contract. Yeah. There's no, no way. No right? one's taking that. It. Yeah. You know, the only thing you can do is about right it a little now. bit. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, but you're right about like with analytics, it's a great tool. Yeah. But you can't base. I mean, I mean, you have to have that perfect combo of the analytics side, but also the eye test. 
Yeah. I've always been a big eye test guy. Always. Yeah, but do you remember uh, that first season that Marner and Matthews came into the league? Marner was the giant surprise. Right. Right. Everyone thought that Matthews was, I mean, everyone knew Matthews was going to be a stud. Sure. He had four goals that first night. Yeah. But Marner was hanging with him. Everyone's like, who's Mitch Marner? Yeah. And now having those two together and growing up, it reminds me of Patrick Kane, uh, Patrick Kane and G- John, Johnny Taves. Yeah. And you see that chemistry that those guys have and this level of skill. And they're just getting better. Awesome, man. So, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so talented. Yeah. Did you know that he got so good because he played a lot of, like, small area games when he was younger? Yes. Because yep. he grew up in Arizona. Yeah. And they didn't have, like, a lot of ice, like, full-on yeah. ice rinks, right? So, apparently, the story goes is, I guess, his parents got him, like, a lot of the uh, the synthetic the tiles, ice. yep. And that's how he learned. He just, you wow. know, playing in a size, of, like, a garage the size of this. Yeah. That's how I he thought got you were so, gonna say he was doing deck hockey or something. No, yeah. but you know what? You should. We could put some deck tiles in here. Yeah, we for could. Sure. Yeah. We'll, you know? we'll do demos like they do on yeah. the, the. We, could, the we could talk to Kelly about this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, exactly, exactly. Uh, but just to close out with that, I will say that you know, Tampa Bay has played an awful lot of hockey yeah. over these past three years. You're right, yeah, and I, I, I didn't think it would catch up to him just yet, but it does look like it's catching up to him, uh, especially Andre Vasilevsky. Now, yeah, he, he keep curious, this in mind as, as the kid's – he's an animal. There's yeah. no doubt about it, you know. And But the thing is, he's he's already been on two full cup runs. I think they went to the conference finals. Yeah, the year, the year before. before. No, they, it was against the Caps. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there you go, That's right? Me, yeah. And he played, I think it was 80% of Tampa's games yeah, this year. Yeah, he plays all the time. They didn't do him any favors as far as getting him any kind of rest. So, yeah. I think, you know, you can be the, the young, completely in shape athlete all you want. After a while, you're going to wear down a little bit, and I think that's what's finally starting to happen. With yeah, that. and that's a big rig. I mean, and you're talking yeah. up, down, side to side. That's, it's yeah, goaltenders especially, rig. exactly. Yep. It's like it's like being a gymnast, yeah. you know, and I, I don't know. And here's the thing, too. like If they completely worn that team out, they don't have any wiggle room going forward yeah. as far as cap space or anything like that, yeah. or even any, any first-round draft picks. They yep. traded them they, all away. Yeah. So oh, Got them two cups, would you do it? Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Sure, no doubt. Even though I don't know about that Brandon Hagel trade still. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I still, I got to have faith in Tampa. Again, like I said, yeah, you got to beat the man to be the man. man. So, I'm with it. You know, but uh, like I said, this has just been a thoroughly entertaining series. And uh, and if the Leafs can finally break that first round curse, well, hey, good for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good it's for them. a great story either way. Yeah. Right? The champs advance or the kids win. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. And just so you know, we both had Florida coming out of the East. Yeah, well, how's that looking? <laughs> well, even, 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 well okay. I'll tell you what. Watching you what. that game five that last night, to that for I'm like, right. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. Not that I don't like the Cavs, but I'm watching right. my bracket get blown completely apart. Right. But my, there it goes. But my point is, the Caps are also showing the blueprint on how to beat these guys. Right. Right. So what? what what's in round two? What's in round three? You know, what's in the finals? Like, mm, I don't know that they have the the. Great and gumption. However, a tough mm. series win in your young team yes. might give you the confidence. Exactly. And not only that, but if you think about it, is their next opponent going to be built like the Capitals are? So yeah, let's say they know. get Toronto next. Yeah, that's Toronto's oh, not built fun. like Washington is, though, right? They're yeah. not that heavy four-check team. Yeah. They're not going to throw anybody around. But, boy, wouldn't that be a fun series to watch? You know, that might be the Oof. only playoff series ever where – Defense is not focused. Yeah, I know, right? It can be 12, Nobody cares. 12, 11, 16, 14. It's back to the 80s. Totally Somebody is. get the DeLorean time machine yeah. out. Those two teams are going. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so like I said, both Dave the Save and I, gotta, we're sticking with our Florida picks. All right. Yeah. You know, like I said, it was that no offense. Me, no, it was that no gives offense. Me more like I said, to root for the Caps then. Yeah. But, you <laughs> know, like I, I said, it. just the, the, the wagon that they were, you know, throughout yeah. the regular season. But I, like I, as Dave, I did say they were going to be, Washington was not going to be a pushover. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, at all. And those, you did say that. In those 2008, 2009 Caps teams, you would have not picked against them. 154 points, 116 yeah. points. Like they were just rolling people. <laughs> they got in the playoffs and I was like, they hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Right. Well, this is a different kind of thing. <laughs> The ticky tacky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tippy tap, tippy yeah. tap, tap. <laughs> so let's switch over to the Western Conference. Um, well, Colorado and Nashville is over, and it's been over for a while. That wasn't even a series. Um, I mean, that wow. was practice. I mean, that was like a that was hard. That was that. It, was <laughs> hard, it was really hard practice for Colorado, yeah. and I'm glad they got the really hard skates in. But yeah. uh, Nashville, I mean, Jeez. they should have said, you know what? Just come to us and play. Like, you're yeah, right. still going to win. I just don't want to go to altitude, the yeah. flights, the travel. Let's just not do it. Look where we play. You're going to have a great time. You know? <laughs> a little country music out yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I knew they were in trouble when Saros wasn't going to play the yeah. first two games. It's like, oh, boy, that's 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 not good. That's a recipe for disaster, and it certainly was. Yeah, and I mean, I always say, you know, I always say that, um, and you and I talk about uh, Roman Yossi a lot, about why he, you know, why he's always uh, consistently up. Um, for uh, winning Defensive Player of the Year. And my problem with Nashville generally is that they run their offense through a defenseman. Yeah. I mean, you have to stop people, but you can't just rely on him. But first of all, he's skating fewer shifts. Yeah, I know, right? You know, I mean, you don't have forwards. He's not digging pucks out of corners. He's taking bumps when he's retrieving pucks. It's tough, tough, and tough. And you can't have him perked in front of the net. Exactly. Not a good idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, just as a, as a closing comment on that, did you see a soon-to-be unrestricted free agent, Philip Forsberg, took an extra long time saying goodbye to the fans on, on his skate around? Okay, are you trying I, to stick a dagger in my heart? Do you know I my Philip Forsberg story, right? The capital, well, I know he was a capital. They traded him straight up for was, Martin Erat. Yeah, I was going to say, it was basically a bag of pucks, wasn't it? Martin oh, Martin Erex. At that time, the Caps were trying to break through, and they wanted some veteran scoring help. And Martin Erat, he had a decent season. And I don't think that Capitals were necessarily sold on Forsberg. The fan base was. They were waiting for him to get here. That trade was oh, heartbreaking. Every time I see a Forsberg highlight, it's just Oh, another dagger. Well, I mentioned that just because, you know, once the season's over, obviously we're going to be hitting free agent frenzy. He's going he somewhere. Somebody is going to pay him yeah. the Brinks truck. Yep. He is going to get paid, no doubt. Um, and then we'll see what happens in Nashville after that because yeah. then they really won't have anybody yeah, else on nothing. offense. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, the other series, Calgary and Dallas. I really thought Calgary was going to just steamroll through this one too. Dallas, yeah, Dallas, on the other hand, is putting up one heck of a fight. I agree. Yeah, it's I, been really interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I'm like, go Dallas. I wanted I to pick them, but there was no yeah. way in hell. But Why not? You know, you, no. you, didn't, you didn't stick with your, your heart and your, your heart and Texas. I'm not like you. I didn't just go kings no matter what. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, pal. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to remind you of a few things. But, yeah, I know. But well, uh, I, I've not seen a lot of this series live. Um, it's been know, quite boring, quarters, actually. Very, very defensive oriented. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't even seen a lot of highlights except for the, like the big fight that they had the other night. Right. Where everyone was going like, yeah, I saw that. That was good. Um, 
I'd like to see Calgary win that, and uh, you're not going to like my pick for the next game, the next series. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't bother me. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Jake Ottinger has been playing out of his mind yeah. for Dallas yeah. in goal, and that's basically what's kept them in this. Um, but that can win. Oh, absolutely. That can win a series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, actually, it looked like last night that they were going to steal Game Five in Calgary. Yeah. Yep. Until Calgary got a couple bounces to go their yeah. way, and then you know, you miss let's, an empty let's, net. let's not forget Calgary is still one of the top defensive teams in the league too. Yep. And you know, what better team to have if you're going to protect a lead than one of your top, top defensive teams? teams and yeah. you know, and unfortunately for for Dallas, a lot of their big guns aren't going right now. Yeah, you know, Tyler Sagan isn't doing yeah. anything. You know, Jason yeah. Robertson finally got his first yep. goal last night. Uh, Joey Pavelski hasn't been doing much, yep. so. When you're playing the number two seed in the West, you gotta have some all of your hands on deck. Go. Some of your horses gotta. Your, step your goalie up. can only take so much, yeah. and then you know. But uh, hey, you never know though. They go back to Dallas for Game Six. Yeah, again in tight defensive series like that, anything can happen. Win one, here we one go. One bad bounce, yeah. one you know. So, um, so yeah. I mean, obviously, Dave and I both picked Calgary, even though you know. He wanted, he wanted to stay with the Lone Star State. I don't know why he didn't. Yeah. Head and heart, remember that? Well, yeah. I'm yeah. Just, just saying. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dave. Okay. So let's uh, let's move right along to, well, you know what? We're going to go to Minnesota and St. Louis. Oh, okay. Not this one. Because I want to see the best blast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota and St. Louis. So this was going to be a war, and, and everybody knew it. Yep. Everybody knew it. Um St. Louis is up three games to two, and they're going to St. Louis tonight, I believe. Yes, tonight. Yeah. So St. Louis can actually finish the Wild off at home. I picked St. Louis. The Dave over here picked Minnesota. So we might we might even out after yeah, all. I, I would, no, Minnesota's got to take it tonight. Yeah, I would have gone Minnesota. I, I Can we talk about how did Kasparov make it to the fifth round in the draft? Kaprizov? Yeah. At that time, he was saying that he may or may not come over. Oh, it's the and nobody wanted because he was getting paid a boatload of money yeah. in the KHL. Because I was like, hmm, that was and, a suspect. Right. So, he's definitely first round material. Oh, there's no doubt. But, you know, it, he was, I think he was making like $9 million a year in the KHL at the yeah. time. And if he were to come over here, he would have still have to go on through the whole rookie deal yeah. and oh, all that. Yeah. And he was like, nah, nah I don't think so. Yeah. So, the way it works is if, the older you get, like the less years you had, your son it was something yep. weird with the collective age out of it. Yeah, yeah. So he only had to play like one year at you know peanuts money basically, yeah. and then he came over. He proved it, and then he oh he had Minnesota yeah. right over the barrel. Yeah, oh my, backed God. up the Brinks truck pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but you think they can still do this? I do. Yeah, I, I think that they're you know scrappy team um, can score physical enough. I just I just don't think that I mean. St. Louis has the—they don't really have the championship pedigree right now. I mean, even though they won the cup two years ago, that there's not a lot of dudes on that roster. I mean, you got Maroon in there, of course, but a lot of guys have left. I mean, they were built for that one year; they peaked. Yeah, and they're still good. I mean, and they know how to win, right? They—they've been there before, but it's really tough to get back. And I think that Minnesota's an up and com- up and coming, very hungry team right now. And I think the Blues are kind of hanging on. Like they're riding it. Hey, we were the champs two years right. ago. Like you know, Gloria, right? Gloria, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and they're relying on that reputation to win them the series. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Minnesota takes it. You see, they they yeah. come back, huh? They I do. they take it and see yeah, Louis. Mi- Minnesota by two tonight. 
Wow. Oh, making oh. two yeah. goals. Wow, yeah, you guys are trying to make a lot of fans in this land of 10,000 lakes, huh? <laughs> That's like Dave's trying to get a sports bet. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Sponsorship. People are going to see that. Yeah, they're going to yeah. go, that guy yeah. knows what he's talking about. By the about. way, yeah. opinions are our own. <laughs> oh, jeez. Past performance does not guarantee <laughs> yeah, right. returns. Say that, Pastor, and then it will sound right. And we're not experts. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I, I went with, with St. Louis just because, I mean, this was purely based on numbers, right? At first glance, and I was telling Dave a few weeks ago, I thought Minnesota would blow them out of the water. Blow them out. But then I looked at it, right? Mm-hmm. So for the regular season, yeah, they scored a ton of goals. They were the fifth best overall team in the league in, in scoring goals. They couldn't keep goals out of the net, though. Yeah, they were gross. 18th in the league on defense, and they were terrible on special teams. Believe it or not, for a team that's got all this high-powered scoring, they were 19th on the power play. Oh, yeah, Even worse, on the penalty kill, they were 27th. Yeah, and then you look at St. Louis's overall numbers. They were number three on offense in the league, number 11 on defense. They had the second-best power play in the league, and they were the fourth-best penalty kill team. So yeah, I looked tough, at it, and man. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I know. And I know you take regular season and throw it out the window for the yeah. most part. Regular season counts to get you in. Yep. Right? That's it. Once you get to the playoffs, to the forget end. it. That's right. Forget it, right? 16 counts. But I'm like, geez, I go... Special teams still means something. I did not know those numbers, especially yeah, I how high either. that St. Louis was. I did not I realize believe that. I mean, I, obviously, I've watched zero Blues games this right, year. However, right. I've watched several of this of this series. Like I said, I wouldn't watch it, yeah. you know, in the middle of January. No, no, show no. me in in playoff season and let's go. Right, exactly. But I mean, and then I looked. I'm like, the only question mark I had was who's going to be in goal. Yeah, right. Because Ville Husso took yeah. over as the number one goaltender, yeah. but. Now you're in the playoffs. Well, who did it in the playoffs? Jordan Bennington. Right. Who had a horrible regular season. Right, exactly. But so what happened, right? Who so faltered? Yeah. Sort of reminded me of exactly. Washington, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, hope he comes in. But this is the same argument that we were So now Bennington's about. in and he's doing great. <laughs> but so, this is the same thing we were just saying about Pittsburgh with uh, Domingue and Yeah, yeah exactly. What do you do? Right. What do you do? But, you know, for as great as Kaprizov has been, and he's been lights yeah. out. Yeah. Tarasenko answered the bell. Yeah. He's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on there, youngster. Yeah, I can play. There's still the established guy here, you know. He's doing the whole Rob Van Dam thing going, you know. (laughs) So I I tell you, I think think this is going to be a – They're going to close it tonight? I think so. You're, they're going into St. Louis. This is going to be a tall order. It is, yeah. And they – that's a raucous building. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's that's just it. I don't know. And I'll tell you, you know, Minnesota's got to do it this year, though. And you want to know why? They are in cap hell next year yeah. because of buying out Suter yeah, and Parise. Yeah, yeah. So they said there's, what, $14 million in dead cap space on that team next year? Can you imagine what you could do with $14 million, Philip Forsberg? <laughs> and the cap's only going up by $1 million. I know. So yeah. now there was all that talk about Kevin Fiala getting traded yeah. in the offseason and all that. So it's going to be very interesting yeah. to see what that happens. But I'll tell you who doesn't get enough credit on that Minnesota Wild team is their coach, Dean I, Evison. I played golf with Dean Evison. No way. Absolutely. Uh, my wife and I uh, put up some money in a charity auction, and we won uh, an opportunity. to. It was called Golf with the Goalies. And at the time, it was uh, Ole Kolzig and Brent Johnson. Uh-huh. And uh, it was at Ole Kolzig's Country Club. It was a really amazing. I, I think I told you. Yeah, they yeah. had caddies, the whole thing. Uh, Ole was hurt. He got hurt at the end of the season, and it was a hip injury, so he couldn't golf. So he still uh, 
came with us, rode in the car, bought us beers, lunch. Uh, food, <laughs> That's awesome. Food Jeez. at the turn, except they brought Dean Evison with them. Like they were like, well, I can't golf, so right. let's round out the foursome. It was me, Kinley, uh, Brent Johnson, and Dean Evison. And let me tell you something. Dean Evison can stroke it. Yeah, uh, he he is a scratch golfer. He can wow. really play, and um, super nice guy. And uh, I actually ran into Brent Johnson at a charity event just before COVID, and we talked. And we we're like, "How about how about Dino playing coach in the wild? <laughs> right? No one deserves it more. The guy is a super smart coach. Yeah, and he has this demeanor that's like ice. Yeah, exactly. Like, nothing bothers nothing, him. Nothing bothers him." And you know he's always like with you know covering his mouth with the with the end of the in the sleeve like do this do that. But yeah, I agree with you. He, that is that is an underappreciated uh, coach in the in the NHL. Oh, absolutely. No one talks about. Him. I mean, Minnesota doesn't get a lot of press outside of Minnesota, right? But yeah, Dean Dean can really coach. You know, what I was just thinking. You, know, you were saying that that was the the goalie, mm-hmm. right? You know what would have been great, and the, maybe future reference we can keep this in mind. They should have made it so that the rule stated. At least one person in every foursome had to play in goalie gear. <laughs> that would have been great. Could yeah. you imagine? Because like when we do our hockey club golf tournament, every every year we have you know the hockey club yeah. golf tournament. One hole we have the hockey stick hole where you have to putt oh, with a hockey awesome. stick. No, that's deep. and you want to watch people that are you know they don't know what to do because they're used to the putter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, well, how do I? Or what's even funnier is when you get like the hockey players there. You know they think, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Well. No, it's not, because you just flicked a wrist shot and it went about 70 feet yeah, over exactly. the green, right? We call that, <laughs> that all the great equalizer. That would have been me, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Laser over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's my question for you about the uh, hockey stick hole. Do you give them a right-handed stick or a left-handed stick or a choice? Nope. even. You got a straight no, no, stick? No, all right. No blade. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. So I got an old Northland. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like a putter. So, really, yeah. it is. It's, 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 sort, like of, it's sort of <laughs> looks like... You ever seen Happy Gilmore when Chubbs gave him the... It's sort of like that, actually. Jeez. Yep, it's true. Now that would be great too. Take that to the miniature golf course. Anyway, we're getting yeah, way off yeah, track here. Yeah, getting way off track. We got a series. We, we got a big series. We got another series. We got to talk about guys. And I saved the best for last. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> Heart the Edmonton head. Oilers and the LA Kings. Now a lot of people said that Edmonton was going to blow the Kings out of the water in this series, and for a little while it did look that way. I mean, uh, yeah, Game Two and Game Three were uh, ugly to say the least. Um, But the Kings found a way. They scrapped back. So after giving up 14 goals in two games over games two and three, Jonathan Quick, the vulnerable veteran that he is, slams the door and shuts the Oilers out in game four, the mighty Edmonton Oilers. And then game five, I don't know if you guys saw any of that. Um, The Kings were dominating through the first two periods. They were up three to one. And then Edmonton put McDavid and Dreisaitl back on the same line together. And they did what they do. And it ended up 4-4 at the end of regulation. And Edmonton had all the momentum in the world. Yeah. All of it. And the Kings, once the puck dropped for overtime, wouldn't let Edmonton touch the puck. And they scored a minute 13 in. Wow. That's and impressive. that was it. I tell you, you gotta, yeah, you got to keep it away from them. But, I mean, quick, amazing. I mean, seriously, I, I have to give it up. He's been doing it year after year after year. Just an incredible goaltender. Most years doesn't get enough credit for no. being as good as he is. Um, but I mean, come on, McDavid, Drysdale. You know, it's funny because I I do another uh, podcast called Hockey Royalty, uh-huh. and we just did an episode oh, right. today. Yeah, the King stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I got talking about this, and I accidentally because we were talking about McDavid and Drysdale getting put back. And he said, Connor said McGregor. Right? No, I said McDrysdale. Oh, McDrysdale. And, and they're like, they're like, what? I'm like, huh? oh, 
I'm like, wait a second, we can make that trend. <laughs> yeah. But hashtag. But I, I said it right from the start, and ask Dave. I went with the Kings. I said Kings yeah, in yeah. six, right? Yeah. If there was a team that was built to play the Edmonton Oilers, it's the LA Kings. You got Anze Kopitar and Phil yeah. Deneau, two of the best defensive centers in yeah, the yeah. league, to go up against who? McDavid and Drysaddle, yeah. right? Now that does create kind of a headache when they're on the same line because you know you're not going to put Kopitar and Drysaddle yeah. on the same line. But if you take away the top six, the bottom six, I truly believe LA has a better bottom six. You know, they're a bunch of scrappers. They're they're actually much more capable of scoring than the Edmonton bottom sixes. And now Darnell Nurse, the Oilers' number one defenseman, is suspended for this yeah, game because he headbutted yep. uh, Phil Deneau. Dad, dude, what a stupid play that yeah, was! I'm it sorry, is, it was a stupid play. Completely is, and it's but it's right on brand for Darnell Nurse. <laughs> He's done it his whole career, right? And it's one thing to do it at the regular season, but you do it in the playoffs, you really hurt your team because you know. I mean, obviously he doesn't have the skill of Tom Wilson, but that's the way he plays, right? Right, he plays to kind of agitate and like, yeah, come at me. Yeah. And if you don't, and I get mad, and people, right? So you're down, and they're still buzzing around, and you get into scrum, and you're just like, oh, you know, right? See yeah, well, that's, take one off, buddy. But that's just it, too. I mean, it, and how do you? I don't know. I mean, I get heat of the moment. Don't know what happened before because it didn't seem like anything happened. No. It was just kind of like all out of the blue. So they might have been chirping at each other the yeah. whole game. Who knows? Yep. Right. Still, doesn't matter. You got to know that that's gonna that, that's gonna be all yeah. bad. Well, because the cameras are everywhere. <laughs> I know, right? They sneak around. Yeah, I know. It's not gonna happen. It's it's out of control, right? And uh, <clears throat> you know, I also said that I wasn't buying this whole Mike Smith is the Vezina Trophy guy. Like he looked like yeah. for the last two weeks of the season. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, he's a good goaltender. Can't take that away yeah. from him. But I've seen the Mike Smith movie where he's un- unbeatable for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you, any goaltender can be like that, right? They're so sure. streaky. Sure. Ruts and grooves. What's that? Ruts and grooves. Yeah, well, there That's you go. We're talking. There Goal, you go, exactly. Goalies are especially susceptible to that, right? Yeah. It's like you get going, you make it, you make one big save, and all of a sudden everything looks like a beach ball. And then you let one bad goal, and now you're trying to stop marbles. You know, it's just like it's really hard for for goalies, I think, especially over time, and that's where the mental game comes in. Mike Smith is falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> you know what bugs me about this series is that it, it just seems like the coverage is all around about how the Oilers aren't winning it. Right. There, nobody is saying you're not getting anything. credit for the. Uh... I don't even care about the credit. What bothers me is they're they're not even mentioning that the Kings are doing this without Drew Doughty yeah. and Victor Arvidsson. Yeah, I mean, arguably, the, I mean, you know, Arvidsson is a huge part of their offense. Yep. Doughty's a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, yep. and they don't have either one. Not even a peep about it, which, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, being a West Coast hockey fan, I'm kind of used to, like, the East Coast end of the, the press corps. Oh, yeah, always. Totally ignoring yeah. what's going on. Exactly. You know, the games are, they're, they're in bed by the time yeah. the games oh, yeah, are over. 100%. I'll get the highlights in the morning, whatever, you know, so they, they really don't know. But here's the thing. All right, so I'm going to ask you this, Scott. All right, so if we're putting um, Kopitar on McDavid and Dreisaitl, that, that's a big ask mm-hmm. to, to try to stop those guys, even slow them down. Right. But Kopitar is one of your top scorers. You know, he is he your top scorer? Uh, he was for the regular season. Okay, yeah. So... That's a tall order for a guy you're also asking to put pucks in the net. Well, I'll tell you what I would do, and I think this is basically what the, the plan has been all along, because don't forget, Deneau's got 25 goals this year, yeah. too. You put Deneau on them. And why? Yeah, because he's a good defensive forward, for sure. He's phenomenal. Yep. And, you know, and it's not a knock against Kopitar at all, but Deneau is five years younger than he is. Yep. So he's going to have that energy yeah, to keep up with those extra, guys, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And Kopitar is a longtime player. I don't know how many years he's been in the league. This guy uh, is 15. Yeah. That's a lot I'd, of years. Think, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's nice, too, because, I mean, this is Dustin Brown's final hurrah. Yeah, that's right. right. So, it, I mean, I would, a, love to, zone. I would love to see him get at least one more playoff round win. Anyway, yeah. it would be nice. You know, but I wonder, you know, should the Oilers lose this series? Who's going to roll? Whose head's going to roll in Edmonton? Because somebody is going to somebody's going to have to, right? I mean, I don't know. You know, Edmonton is it Ken's? Is it Ken Holland's fault? Their GM no. for not upgrading the goaltending? Maybe, but look at the roster that he's built. Like, I mean, I mean, I know, but you lost so many years. You got all these numbers. Sure, how do you but, not? Right. <laughs> uh, but the truth is, you know, Edmonton has been sort of a mystery team for ten years. You know, since they got Taylor Hall. Right, and so they're just constantly drafting these number yeah. one people, and they're not—they're not breaking through. This year, people thought they were going to break through. This is their year. Right, they're going to go deep, and I think that you know there's maybe a lot of hype about that, and you know with McDavid and Drysital and the East Coast press corps, <laughs> and like what do I see out there? Right, McDavid and Drysital. Is anything else? Though? Well, you can definitely tell watching <laughs> Game Five that the the Eastern or the the announced team. Mm-hmm. Is definitely from the Eastern side because that's all they talked about was McDavid yeah. and Dreisaitl. Right. That was it. Yeah, that's good. They knew nothing else. It yeah. was like, uh, okay, listen, there are 21 other players out on the, on the yeah. between the benches and right, the ice, exactly. okay? Yeah, that's Besides those two. I, I hate that with broadcasting. Oh, my God. It's like, shut up about them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I'm sure the NHL has got somebody in those headsets saying, well, you got to talk about the stars all the time because right. that's what they want, right? right? They want the stars promoted at no, no matter what. Right. Promote them, promote them, promote them. But... At what point do you now say, okay, well, we have to talk about other players and other parts and, and of this game. And what this matchup's going to look like you know? and those kind of things. Yeah, But it's, sure. it's funny. You mentioned, you know, with the, the roster that Edmonton has. You ever notice that Connor McDavid, for as great as he is, and he is, he's like watching a, a human video game. Yeah. So much fun to watch. Leon Dreisaitl is the only one that can play with him. Yeah. And well, I'll tell you what, and this is exactly why I've said it for years, and I still believe it. Sidney Crosby is actually... I would rather have him oh, yeah. than Connor McDavid, and I'll tell you why. You could put a fire hydrant on Sidney Crosby's line, and that fire hydrant will score twenty goals. <laughs> Seriously, you're right. You're they right. have tried everything with Connor yeah. McDavid, and outside of Leon Dreisaitl, nothing works. Yeah, I'll tell you. And you know, if you look at uh, McDavid's biggest highlights, which I love to watch, yeah, you know, and he does those um, uh, vertical crossovers where he's just going straight down <laughs> the ice, crossing over each way, and you know, puts the puck in the net. He, you rarely you rarely see him make a play to somebody else that makes somebody else better. I'll give you an example with the Crosby thing that you just mentioned. Um, so the Caps have uh, Connor Sheary. Mm-hmm. Connor Sheary played with Sid for uh, right. three or four years. Yep. His numbers were through the roof. And now he's not bad with the Caps. He's a decent player right. and great penalty killer. But on Crosby's line, he's racking up goals and assists. And so I definitely agree with you. I mean... McDavid is great to watch, and he's going to put up a ton of goals. Sure. But Sid is such a more balanced player, you know. He's passes the puck, makes plays, makes other people play better. Gretzky was like that. Yes. You right, know, for exactly. as great as Wayne Gretzky, and Wayne Gretzky could carry a team by himself if he had to, but yeah. everybody around him was automatically better because Wayne Gretzky was on the ice. Yeah, it's... it's you uh, know, like Dave Semenko had, what, 38 goals I one know. year. <laughs> I mean... Ridiculous. He didn't have 38 yeah. goals in minor. Exactly. His entire life until right. that, you know. Um yeah, so uh, McDavid, it's a, McDavid has much more of a vertical skill set instead of where you just you look at somebody like Sid, much more horizontal, where you're you're spread out a little bit more and you make you make your other players better. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I'm not even gonna like I said, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna stick with my prediction. 
You stick with my prediction. I'm sticking with my man. Okay. I tell you what, this is what you're doing by doing that. You are double making yourself miserable. Yeah, but you know what though? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> not, not because I right. think they're going to lose, but when you're watching the games, no matter who wins or loses, you're going to be so like. You know what I'm waiting for? <laughs> He's going to be ill. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I'm actually waiting for, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. What's that? Our cousin Chad. Oh yeah. Text, okay, what's the over under? Because he's he's into that DraftKings now. Oh yeah. Every night, every night. Who's who's the over? Who's going to be on the over? Yeah, I talked to him today. Yeah. About hockey. So morning. so is this one? Are they going to win by two? I'm like, right. Like, what? Are you, <laughs> just pick one. Give me your money. Whatever. You know? I know. <laughs> Because I hate, I, I, that's, I can't, I can't do that. I mean, we've seen how you are in fantasy hockey. You don't want him given. I, yeah, well, hands. fantasy hockey's different, though. I mean, that's, you well, know. for me, I, I, that's one of the reasons that I don't do the league anymore because I found myself rooting for people I hate. I know, right? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I normally hate this guy, but I need, I need two points for you tonight. Come on, man. Just turn that hate meter down just a little more. Yeah. You know? <laughs> your, da- your dad wouldn't do it at all. Dad used to be in our fantasy hockey league. I know, but how, he, how he, he only that? Tell him. <laughs> he used to get so aggravated. <laughs> so funny. So he used because we, we do it all online. Right. right? Yeah, online drafting and all that. So he would come to my house for the drafts. And, you know, I'd have to sign him up with the, yeah. the computer and all that. And he would still, I was ended up trying to fix his draft. <laughs> and then I'd have to do mine. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare, right? So then we'd get into the season. Well, he didn't understand the concept between, between like, IR or if you wanted to get like a free agent, you had yeah. to drop somebody. I mean, he would get so irritated. Why can't I have that guy? He's right there. But he's he right. Wasn't you got to get rid of somebody. That's not fair. Uh, That's not fair. I shouldn't have to get rid of somebody. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> for sure. And then, well, can I just write it in? How? Write it. How are you going to write this in? <laughs> You'd be sitting there writing with yeah, a notepad. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, take your sharpie and write it on your computer screen. Right. <laughs> he would. <laughs> But uh, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, Edmonton going to come back and pull this out or what? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. If it goes, if it goes, if it goes seven games, that's going to be an awful hard ask to win three in Edmonton. I will say that. Yeah. So I do think the Kings got to do it tonight. They got to. There's no doubt about it. Late night for you. Used to it. (laughs) I'm plenty (laughs) used to it. You know, that's the hard part about being like a West Coast hockey fan, living in the East Coast. Man, I tell you, you know, because the games don't start until like ten or ten thirty, right? And especially when you got to work the next morning, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's the and worst. you know, I always—it's funny because I'll sit there and I'll try to tell myself I'm only going to watch like the first period, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But you don't. And it's a great game, so yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go to bed after the second period. Yeah, yeah. I'm, how do you go to bed now? Because I tried that. You're halfway and I'm home. And I'm, and I'm, tied. I'm, notifications, notifications. Yeah. Ding. Oh. Oh, they scored. Oh. And then, and then, so I'm like, I'm not, why did I bother, <laughs> yeah. right? And then I go into work the next morning, look at the kid who fell off his bike on the way to school, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, haven't you? All oh, the Kings played last night. Yeah, yeah they yeah, did. Yeah, Shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, a little update. You know, it's uh, 8-16 here in the East. And we do have two games going on. The Bruins are up one nothing about halfway through the second period against the Hurricanes. Ooh, wow, that's late. And 14, 13 seconds left in the first period. The Lightning are up one nothing against the Leafs. That's not much for, for no. the lightning. That, no. That, that almost, Isn't it funny how you feel way – I feel way differently about those two one nothing games. I know. I see, Boston, uh, I see Carolina trailing Boston by one, and I'm like, oh, Carolina's only down by one. Yeah. And then I see uh, Toronto up by – or is it, would you say lightning's up by yep. one? Toronto. I'm like – I guess Toronto. Yeah, I'm like, the lightning's only up by one? Oh, yeah. Toronto can come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So, like, I mean, that's – yeah, that's one of those crazy series where, I mean – any team, any one of those teams between Toronto and, and uh, 
the Tampa Bay yeah. can put up like three goals in two minutes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be fun. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's close this out with uh, speaking of one nothing. Our Utica Comets are up one Woo! game to none. Congrats, guys! Uh, hey, the local team. That's what right. It was awesome, man. Tuesday night at the uh, Adirondack Bank Center at the Utica Odd. Uh, Rochester Americans got them in the best of a five series, uh, the North Division semifinal. Uh, the winner of this series is going to play the winner of the Laval Rocket and Syracuse Crunch. And that uh, game, that game, Barry says that game is tied up right now at the five minute mark. Really? Second. What period? Mm-hmm. Second period. Second period. Yep, Syracuse Ooh. and Laval won one. <clears throat> I'll tell you, that's interesting too because uh, obviously the Crunch are the Comets' huge yeah, yeah. rival, right? Yeah. But this season, Laval kind of really stepped up the rivalry, oh, with that, too. With that big fight, right? right. Yeah, started off with the Cole Caulfield thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they, the teams just got really scrappy yeah. with each other throughout the season. And so that's going to be very interesting. But first things first, the Comets got to take care of business against the Americans. And I tell you what, I was telling everybody, as far as that game one goes, watch out for the first period or so, right? Because the Comets hadn't played in 10 days. And they hadn't played a meaningful game in like almost 17, 18 days because they, they locked oh, they, up the they Eastern Conference, up. right? And half the players were up in New Jersey. You know, they called up some ECHL players. They they signed a couple of PTOs right, to fill the roster. Out, yeah. So like, uh, basically almost going through the motions, right? So sure enough, I mean, the place was rocking too. I mean, they, you know, they got the whole white, everybody's wearing white you know, shirts. I don't care. This shirt was hanging on the back of our seats. I don't care right? what level of hockey you were talking about. When you get into playoff building and that building is a rocking, oh, you feel it. Oh, like my God. Deep. Yeah, it's nothing like being there. Well, I tell you, and especially a place like the Odd because it's so small, yeah. right? And that ceiling is so low that it just holds yeah. everything in, right? But, I mean, Rochester came out firing. They knew what they had to do because the Comets obviously had some rust. I mean, they scored two goals, like, on their first three shots. Right, Dawson yeah. was a little rust. I mean, like I said, he has right. to get him played. Play. I mean, yeah. you can listen. You can practice all you want. You can have hard practice, and you can have game simulation. It does not take the place of actual game play. Yeah. And Rochester was just coming off that playing series, so they had some momentum going as it was, yeah. and they beat a very tough Belleville team. The Belleville Senators yeah. were no pushover, right? So they went to the locker room. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, what a letdown!" Right? Whatever it was that Kevin Deneen said to them in the locker room. Worked. It must have been like, it was like miracle or right, something right. like that. I'm, I'm sure it was spicy. This is your time. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> it was spicy, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought there was a little blue coming out of the. You know. <laughs> but man, the comments came out flying in that second period. And they scored that first goal. It was so loud in that building, you really could not hear the public address announcer announcing the goal. That's how loud it was. Wow. And I kind of, I said to my wife, and of course, it was more like, hey, <laughs> because nobody could hear anything. And by the, by of course, then the comments just poured it on, right? Yeah. And I, the place really, well, I mean, it was shaking. Yeah, doubled them up, right? Yeah. So ended up 6-3 to because, I mean, they scored that first goal, and then, like, two minutes later, they scored again. And, like, the, the place is again. just going yeah. bananas, right? And then Rochester scored their third goal, which I'm sure Dawes wish he had back. It was just kind of – it was a good shot, no doubt, but it kind of didn't quite have the short side covered up enough. But then the comments were like, okay, that's it. That's enough of this. They tied it up before the end of the second period. And then the third period, the floodgates just opened, right? So, and of course, there's some scraps, you know, playoff hockey. Here we go, right? So, game two is this Saturday night. And then they go right back Sunday night to Rochester for game three. And then I think game four is Tuesday night. And let's see if if it goes five, 
It'll be Thursday night in Utica. So interestingly enough, because I know you got something to say about it. Yeah, well, yeah, so I have, uh, we have family, and like Scott said, we had a big family event this weekend, and uh, it kind of bridged both uh, uh, Scott and I's side of the family as well as um, my dad's side of the family. And uh, my uncle John is a big Amherst fan, <laughs> which he and didn't he tell a, me this. No, he didn't. T- I didn't. I didn't want him. To, I didn't want to talk to Scott. So, um, <laughs> well, the, so yeah, there wasn't a church. He didn't I mean, let you that. talk. I'll tell you why. Right, because right. the funny part is, is like I'm on. I'm on both sides of this conversation, right? So, I mean, even though I, I, I definitely follow the comments when I'm home, and I, you know, I went to the inaugural season, and if I'm home and I can catch a game, I love to do so. Um, but <laughs> I, I go to Scott and I get the total Utica side. <laughs> he tells it just like this, exactly like this. And then I go to my uncle, and he's just the exact opposite. He's like, you know, we went up first, and I don't know what, how the wheels fell off the wagon. <laughs> it's just crazy. He's like, then he came back, and I was certain that we were going to just put it away. And then all of a sudden, we got to the third, and like, and, like, we just can't seem to get out of our own way. And, like, it's just two different framings of the exact same event. And I would just go, like, to one side of the room, and Scott would get it from Scott. i go to the other side of the room and get it from the other people. So, uh, yeah, it was a really interesting to get both perspectives on the game <laughs> that's hilarious it's almost he, like and he's like we'll get him next time it's like <laughs> it's like, like if a couple's fighting right you exactly. get one side of the street. right and somewhere in the middle yeah is the truth. really what's going on <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> well i mean the thing was like with rochester i mean they have such an explosive offense that was making me nervous going into the series i'm like man i'm like jack quinn gets going jj paterka gets yeah. going Ethan Prowl, their defenseman, was like third amongst AHL defensemen in scoring. Yeah. I mean, this team is no pushover on offense. Uh, but their defense has been suspect all year long. They just haven't been able to keep the puck out of that. And the favorite name that I have in hockey, Ukupakalukanen, <laughs> is goes. out. So uh, Aaron Dell was there. And Aaron Dell actually played well against the Comets when he was in. And interestingly enough, you know, I mean, I heard some people saying, oh, you definitely want Rochester because they can't keep. Well, that's true. But. They played 12 times this year, and they split. Comets won six. Rochester won six. Oh. And interesting enough, it was Rochester that snapped that undefeated streak at the yeah, beginning yeah. of the season. Oh, oh, oh I remember 14. that. Yeah, I remember reading right? about that so, long streak. Yeah. yeah, so there was that. And um, I tell you, it's if the Comets can just keep that momentum going that they had in the second and the third period, they're going to be all right. Um, you know, again, like I said, it's it's a long series, and – I'm, I am not foolish enough to count the Amherst out by no. any stretch. I actually had this game, this series going five. Yeah, but the, here's the thing. You'd rather be up one nothing. Well, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Down 0-1. You're right, because really, especially in those best of five series, right now, oh, Rochester's always yeah. in must-win mode. Yep, oh, for sure. Yeah, they're yeah. must-win now. Yeah, you're down 2 nothing. That's hard. Yeah, you got yeah. That's really hard. Three Even though they're going to be going home for the next two after that. And I was reading on Facebook today in uh, the Utica Comets Hardcore page. Uh, or the group, Rochester has already sold over 8,000 tickets for that game that on Sunday. That's amazing. At the A, at the a is, level, that's that going to be, be crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, it's going to be a loud building. I wish I wasn't working out of gone. You know? <laughs> I don't know, and man. I'd have probably, <laughs> probably ended up in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not bailing you out again. No. Yeah, right. Dave, <laughs> Dave, uh, listen, Change of plans for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Monroe County, because here's the internet password right, for the yeah. jail. Right. Hey, well, we can we can put the camera between the bars. Yeah. And, 
Now, as long as you don't yeah. show the toilet in the corner, we're good. Hey, listen, I'll see if I can get a comments patch, put on my orange jumpsuit. <laughs> and yeah, uh, that'll work. Yeah, and get beat up even more in the jail cell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's, it's going to be extremely interesting, I tell you. It's, and Saturday is going to be awesome because they have um, – they're starting this big party thing, like before the game, like at four yeah. thirty, out in front, you know, in the uh, Bat Blue entrance. Yeah, they're gonna have like street hockey going on. They got bands, they got giveaways. So, uh, are they show? Will they show the game inside the odd, the, uh, the away games? Uh, no, as far as I know, that's, so, uh, so I wish they would do. That's a great idea. Well, that's what yeah. the that's what the Caps started to do in the Cup run. So they would sell. Yeah. I mean, they would sell tickets. Actually, it wasn't. They wouldn't even sell tickets. It was free to go, but they had uh, only the the max capacity. Right. But they would sell concessions. Yeah. Also, that, the Caps that are making is a concessions really money. Good idea. That, and now too. So, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Nice. Absolutely. Really amazing. Really Absolutely. Absolutely. Really is. I call it. I like to call it hockey family. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it, matter, it truly is. The way people support each other, um, you know, throughout the sport and, and mm-hmm. the kind of community it is, I think it's different than most sports. You know, I think you so. see the way these guys behave off the ice. Like, Well, you've got a better camaraderie in hockey because they're out there battling every night. They're beating on each other every night. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not like baseball. It's not like uh, basketball. I, I, I understand there's a, there's a contact in a lot of the sports. Well, lately but, in baseball, there's a lot of contact. Well, yeah, but not like hockey. <laughs> you know, hockey. tackle that guy coming around third. And, <laughs> not like know. hockey. I know, I know. So yeah. these guys, these guys at the end, when, when you know, the game's over and they shake hands, that's one right. of the greatest things about hockey to begin with, yep. when they get through in the playoffs. But they they don't really, they, they don't, you never hear a story where they hate each other. Right. May not like each other, but right. they wouldn't, the, would, you know, uh, oh, on the ice, that's right, that's yep. a different story. Yeah. But, yeah, but there, so, there is a camaraderie in hockey, period. Yeah, and so a uh, personal opinion team that I played for for, I don't know, 15 years now, um, the captain of my team. And won five, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Was it 5 nothing? 5 nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since the Tampa Bay Lightning have been punched in the face like that. Yeah. And they did. They got, I mean, both literally and on the scoreboard. It was. Do you, do you think that has awaken them <laughs> i wonder you know i wonder yeah. it, it's um it's a very close game right now of course i haven't been able to watch it because we've been doing the show so i have yeah. to watch the replay but that yeah, we could put I a mean, monitor over there and like you know run, we'll have to do that games. next week yeah we'll, yeah. Do, we'll do that next week it will have you know what that's what we'll do we'll have a playoff party right here in the studio and no <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah no no mm. you're no fun <laughs> if i could if i could figure out how to run it on this back monitor here you know we could have the games going silently back here behind us of course then nobody would listen to you so. <laughs> nobody usually does anyway well, that's true <laughs> all right all right never mind <laughs> oh boy and the uh the blues and the wild are playing at 9 30 tonight uh blues are have won four to nothing so they're up uh, one nothing in their opening round game so i thought the blues were gonna win that one too mm. so so there it is. There's our, our quick NHL wrap-up. Uh, before we go, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the uh, Roanoke Rally Yard Dogs and especially the Peoria Rivermen. Uh, the SBHL playoffs are over with. Uh, the Rally Yard Dogs were, you remember him, oh, Roy yeah. Chambers, right? Yep. Uh, they came in as the eighth seed, the eighth and final seed, and they made it all the way to the final where nice. they fell to Peoria. But uh, close run on the President's Cup, and, uh, you know, we'll, like I said, I have got to get down there next year for a game. That'll be fun. It just looks like a fun fun league to watch. And, uh, 
You know what? I think that'd be a good time, like in February, go down to go down south to watch a game. Yeah, when it's like ten degrees here. Anytime you can get out of here in February. Exactly. <laughs> well, buddy, I got to tell you, like we were uh, talking before we came on here, I'm just coming off a 36 hour shift at the firehouse, and I am quite tired. So I think we're going to wrap this up. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Sean O'Brien from the Calder Farmcast and AHL Podcast for coming out of the show and uh, talking about the AHL playoffs with us. Uh, of course, you can find us at Marty's Illegal. St- hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.